it keeps like adjusting to the light and so like really bothering me and i noticed it whatever we're gonna have like background flickering and it's not like we're we're, we're professionals anyway <laughs> right Right. As long as it looks like good enough, like I'm, <laughs> it's so, so much fun. better than most people's podcasts anyway. So, yeah. episode of the laser comb podcast your favorite podcast where we comb through random episodes of classic tv shows with a fine tooth laser i'm one of your hosts neo cal and i'm the other host christopher siege siege yes we've done 18 yes this is uh episode 18 the laser comb podcast and uh uh, at the time of recording, we are recording in the beginning of January 2022, and this we have declared Patreon Month. So every episode of the Lasercomb podcast this month is going to be uh, determined by our Patreon sponsors at patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-E-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where at the $10 and up tier, you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of. And uh, this week on the Lasercomb podcast... Uh, one of our longtime Patreon supporters and one of our longtime supporters in general, even before the the, the Patreon days, uh, Lewis. Uh, Lewis uh, uh, pitched us X-Files. He pitched us a whole bunch of things and he was like, well, you choose amongst all of them. And X-Files oh, is what I... He, <laughs> he gave me about a half dozen choices and X-Files is the one that I went with because it was out of all of them, uh, it was the one that had the most episodes. So I thought we could end up with like the most random number possible. And indeed we did. Uh, we ended up with episode 137 of uh, The X-Files, which is the season six, uh, 20th episode of season six called Three of a Kind. I have a little bit of a... Um, uh, some shenanigans that ensued with me when I was watching this the other day. Uh Oh, so I brought up Disney plus because, uh, in Canada (laughs) anyway, uh, all of the X files is on Disney plus, uh, under their like star branding, which is kind of the Canadian version of Hulu, but you know, whatever, because we don't have Hulu up here, but anyway, um, so I clicked on, uh, I, I went to, I, I clicked on X-Files in Disney Plus and went to season six, episode 20, three of a kind, didn't bother reading the synopsis and I clicked on it. And what I ended up getting was a, actually a very sweet and lovely episode that was kind of a flashback to, uh, 1940s, uh, Roswell, New Mexico about a, uh, uh, a, a white cop b- befriending a black baseball player, uh, because, uh, he had some kind of hit out on him by the Ku Klux Klan, but it turned out he was actually an alien. Really, really good episode. Really enjoyed it. That sounds like a great episode. (laughs) It it was great. And the episode was actually written and directed by David Duchovny. Um, great episode. I didn't even know. Uh, after I finished watching it, I was like, wow. And uh, for the listeners, uh, uh, me, like I I myself, I'm a person who really enjoys baseball. I have since I was a child. I don't follow like MLB or anything at this point in my life, but I, I really enjoy the game of baseball. So uh, it, it, 
it hit home for me. Uh, no pun intended. Um, but after the episode ended, uh, I started paying attention to the like the the screen on my TV from Disney Plus, and it said season six, episode twenty. Three of a kind, and the synopsis read: "The lone gunman infiltrate a Vegas casino." And I'm like, "What the fuck? That that is not the episode that I just watched. Uh, did I like? Did I fuck up? Like, what, did I go full rotundo and like click on the wrong episode? So I clicked on it again, and." I even listeners, I even took a video of me doing this and sent it to my esteemed co-host NeoCal and was like, look what happens when I click on this episode. It's supposed to be the lone gunman in Vegas episode. But what happens when I click on it? The fucking baseball episode. Like, I don't know so, what's going on. So, so what had happened is those two episodes, the videos were, were uploaded. They were switched. Yeah, yeah. So the so the the episode titles and synopses were correct, but when you click on them, episodes nineteen and twenty, the actual like video files were reversed somehow. Thumbnail, so, the synopsis, everything else is right. It's just the yeah. video. Yeah. So Cal is like, "What happens when you try the episode before it?" And I'm like, "Let's find out." And so I started watching it. I sent Cal like a screenshot and he was like, oh, that's the right one. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, you so, got to watch two episodes of the X-Files. For the so I got to one. watch, I, I, I got to watch two episodes of X-Files from season six. And you know what? They're both pretty good. Yeah. I, from you ranting about the other one right now, I am probably going to go and watch the other one. No, Highly, highly recommended. Very, very good episode. It's also extremely standalone, too. Unlike like this, this one. one. Yeah. Well, this one is kind of standalone, but this one kind of kind of requires you to have a little bit of past knowledge about something that happened at some point in the series. Right. But there is a pretty good recap at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kind of fills in the blanks. So uh so we're we're gonna kind of like gloss over the episode a little bit like we're we're gonna kind of yada yada and just hit like the main bullet points um yeah well the premise of this is that uh this is a lone gunman episode oh I, I actually before we get into that uh cal tell uh, uh tell me and tell the listeners uh what is the x-files about just the in broad files is about a branch of the FBI that a character we meet named David Duchovny, <laughs> um, Agent Mulder, uh, Fox Mulder, um, is kind of like one man armying himself. And it's to look into unexplained or paranormal uh, occurrences. Right. Uh, he gives off the vibe of a conspiracy theorist, but still grounded somewhat in science. He's not wearing tinfoil hats. He's not like holding signs out in the street, right? He's, he's an FBI agent and right. he is teamed with, um, he is teamed with agent Scully and yeah. she is the opposite 
And so the very first few episodes, you get this trope, right? Where he's like, but what if, Scully? And she's like, that's illogical. I only believe in science. There's no such thing as ghosts or UFOs. And that's how they balance each other out. One wants to believe. <laughs> um, and the other one is the extreme skeptic. And you can't always even believe your own eyes. Yeah. And, and they uh, go forward and they, th there's a greater plot like moving on in the background, but there's also a lot of standalone episodes like this one with recurring side characters or monster of the week type episodes. Right. And I had actually kind of forgotten until I started watching this episode the other day that, um, uh, Dana Scully is actually a doctor. Right. Because even in this episode, she does the autopsy. She, yeah, she's a yeah, doctor. She yeah, she does an autopsy. And at first I was like, wait, why are you asking just a like FBI chick to do an autopsy? And then I'm like, right, she's a doctor. Like, I actually. <laughs> I forgot too, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm wondering what she did to get <laughs> to get posted with this guy. <laughs> right? Yeah, so he he's uh so agent uh agent Mulder is kinda kinda wackadoo and uh, Agent Scully kind of has her feet on the ground a little bit, a little bit more. And they, they balance each other out because he immediately jumps to the, oh, but, but what if astral projection, uh, aliens, uh, brainwashing? And that can be bad, but where Agent Scully is bad is overly pessimistic of anything that could be fantastical to the point of impeding common sense almost. Right. Both of them have that. So they're they're that yin yang of extremes. Which is yeah, just yeah. a joy. Yeah, yeah. So uh a Fox Mulder kinda he's a little too willing to be like, oh, it's jump probably, in the deep end. It's probably aliens. <laughs> I'm not and, saying it's aliens. <laughs> and, and uh Agent Scully is a little too like, no, that's impossible. Right. Yeah, she she could be abducted by aliens and she would find like 13 reasons why it was actually like swamp gas like and a full moon with like solar flares and weather balloons and, and... weather balloons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is the point of the show, right? The right. the theme is like what what happened at Roswell. Right. Right. Speaking of weather balloons, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Roswell, nineteen forty-seven, very, uh, very infamous event that occurred. What's uh, NeoCal? What is what is your take on the whole Roswell forty-seven thing? Do you think it think it's aliens? Let's it's uh, aliens. Let's tell tell the listeners now. Okay, so it's aliens because they had released um, pictures, they had interviews with people, people had seen the wreckage, apparently people had seen um, the bodies of like whatever craft this was. And then right. days later, they completely like 180 would they were like, no, it was a weather balloon. Um, and then they set here's up area different 51. pictures. Here's different pictures. Yeah. Right. The completely different pictures of the wreckage that they first released already released in the newspapers. And now they're saying that didn't happen. Um, different reporters reporting something else entirely, just footage of 
like people holding up like that silverish like weather balloon kind of like stuff and right. it was so wildly different than the initial coverage that like something was conspiracy started being a term that like arrived right and that's the whole like oh area 51 is there like um their like secret um air force base and they got aliens in the sub levels like down below and or at least the wreckage therein and it wouldn't have been sensationalized so much if their statements the pictures they released and everything was completely wildly different for the government to be like unknown craft here's some pictures that's whack to a few days later being like oh no no none of that happened it was a weather balloon is right. super sus agreed yeah and yeah, that I... being said with si- with science sometimes people jump the gun and they go <laughs> hey look we found uh oh like tabby's star there's there's signs of a dyson sphere around like a, a dyson swarm going around the planet and then other people look into it and they're like, oh, maybe it's like a, a meteor like debris field. Right? I literally so- only know what a Dyson sphere is because there was an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation that involved one. And it turned out uh, uh, Scotty from the original series, Old Man Scotty, was trapped inside it. Huh. Yeah. It's That's actually wild. a pretty good episode. Seeing Scotty walking around like the the, the Enterprise D. Yeah, try trying to make sense of it. It was very much kind of a like in a way like kind of a fish out of water story, like an old man like trying to make sense of like the modern world and not doing a very good job at it. <laughs> but then also like figuring out how he can still be useful. Yeah, it was one of those kind of stories. So, um, what about you with Roswell? Um, I'm not saying it was aliens. But it was fucking aliens. Yeah. Aliens crashed. Government covered it up. They set up Area 51, which, like, if you look at, like, Google, like, satellite, like, imagery and whatnot, like, Area 51 looks like nothing, basically. But there is a big-ass perimeter around Area 51 where there are signs posted that, like, saying, like, if you trespass, you will be shot by a sniper. You'll be shot dead. This is yeah. an enclosed government tra- like testing facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seemingly, there is nothing going on there, but like you can only go up to a certain point, and if you cross it, they will shoot you. Well, they you- say it's a government testing facility. It's just that there are a few. Um, uh, some conspiracy conspiracy theorists. Some people are like, "Oh, well, that's just a normal like air." like testing facility area. I can't remember what it is, but like 47, like, you know, 87 miles East, that's the real area 51. And that's the one with aliens and and all that stuff. Uh, Before we, we move on. uh, One thing I want to mention, my friend, my friend's theory, uh, apparently this is true. I've done some Googling, but who knows nowadays the term conspiracy theory and having it synonymous with crazy person that believes anything is in itself a conspiracy theory um, Mm. by the government, by the government releasing things in the newspaper saying conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. Um, Yeah. So, so propaganda, basically propaganda. So conspiracy theory being um, associated with like crazy people 
was the government like instilling a term to discredit people that right. that had those theories um, and i mean and i mean nowadays you just have like QAnon doing the work for free doing the work for free suckers i right <laughs> Um, but I just, just think make, it's funny just, that just making like conspiracy theorist people look like fucking whack, whack jobs, even when the ones that are right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and well, kind of, yeah. Get the people to police themselves. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah. I just think it's funny that conspiracy theory was a government and uh, coining the term was a government conspiracy in of itself. That's my favorite right. government conspiracy. I, I've never actually heard that one, but it makes a lot of sense. I'm on board with that. I'm also on board with uh, the U.S. government reverse engineering tech, and not just the U.S. government, really, because I'm sure alien spacecrafts have crafts have crashed all over the Earth, particularly in Russia and China, like big nation, like superpower nations like that. And we've just been like slowly reverse engineering technology from Explain like the wreckage. smartphones, dog. Exactly. They came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, reverse engineering technology, like doing our best to like try and understand like medical science and whatnot. Like all of that took a big leap in the past like 70 years. So. Yeah, mankind was trash before then. Yeah, they're like man, human beings were just a bunch of fucking scrubs. Rocket prior science, to man. Uh, apparently, rocket science is because. Because of aliens. Yeah. The Germans. Werner von Braun. Yep. Yeah. The guy yeah, who invented the, the the guy who invented the V2 rocket. I know that because I watched that episode of Ancient Aliens. <laughs> so you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Rockets, man. That, How do you explain that, it? That's where we get the truth, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient uh, aliens. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're talking about episode 137 of uh the X-Files, three of a kind. It originally aired on May 2nd, 1999. Uh it was co-written by Vince Gil uh Vince Gilligan, who would later go on to become the creator of Breaking Bad and uh Better Call Saul. Both You know uh, what? I can kind of see I I, I, can see, I I can see it in this. Honestly, like he didn't direct it, but like I'm actually gonna look up the guy who directed this episode because, uh, like even the way the episode is shot, like feels kind of reminiscent of a like the 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 framing of the shots feels kind of reminiscent of Breaking Bad to me. Uh, oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, you can definitely see that. So while Christopher's uh, looking that up, um, doing some legitimate journalism. The conspiracy theory thing that we ranted about for a while um, is kind of on point because this is a um, a lone gunman episode, which um, are three pretty interesting char reoccurring characters. Uh, they are conspiracy theorists trying to take down the corrupt government, but not mm -hmm. like QAnon and like horse medicine stops COVID kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um like activists they're like hacktivists oh. of go oh. ahead <laughs> he directed mighty morphin power rangers the movie in 1995 this guy uh brian spicer the guy who directed this episode he uh directed a bunch of episodes of eerie indiana the adventures of briscoe county jr 
Sequest directed the movie Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Everybody remembers that. Uh, what else? Uh, CSI. Uh, 12 episodes of 24, which I'm a big fan of. Prison oh. Break. Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, the the V remake TV series from 2010. I remember that. Uh, 13 episodes of Castle. Hmm. Okay, he's got a huge... Yeah, he's didn't direct any of Breaking Bad, but he's got a pretty prolific uh, uh, TV, television directorial career under his belt. Yeah. So definitely. shout out to that guy. So the gist of this is the lone gunmen are trying to are three dudes uh one's an older dude who's kind of about like you know uh spying like a pretending having different roles he dresses up a lot pretends to be a janitor right pretends to be yeah. a bartender like he's you an could old tell, spy you could tell this guy like really liked the original mission impossible tv show really like when mission he was impossible, younger really like james bond right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then we're uh we get like a bespectacled um like blonde long-haired kind of like hacker dork who's a little bit like more extreme man and he's about taking down the man and yeah he, Val- he he's like the hacker dude who watched uh wayne's world and thought that uh garth one, looked rad that, that garth was really rad <laughs> he's going for like a, a garth hacker vibe garth yeah garth hacker yeah <laughs> garth hacker garth hacker <laughs> no i'm like your father man <laughs> <laughs> and uh the third guy is the straight man he's the yeah. guy that has been burned by the government directly knows that they're corrupt knows that they're covering things up knows that they're brainwashing people he is always in a suit tie and sees balances these other two out one of them wants to be a spy one of them wants to be the ultimate hacker and this guy is like their op like operative yeah Uh, this guy guy actually yeah this guy actually like wants to get shit done and so the episode opens with like a, a a flashback being like previously on blah blah and we flash back to like some time ago and uh the the aforementioned like uh kind of straight laced dude is uh he he he's having a vision quest of sorts where he's like has like a wife and family and everything's very happy but then it turns out it's just a dream and then we cut to him in vegas he's at a like high stakes poker game um it's at this uh this Vegas convention for like defense contractors called DEFCON, which I found kind of funny. Right. Come on. They had fun. <laughs> yeah. DEFCON. Yeah. John Fitzgerald Byers, Melvin, what is that? Freuk. And uh, uh, Richard Langley are the three. The uh, uh, yeah. So he, so he, uh, the, the, just gonna say it like the good looking dude out of all of them the straight man yeah the suit yeah the suit the good looking guy out of all of them (laughs) is uh is at this like high stakes poker game at uh defcon 
and uh, he's like playing a game of like Texas Hold'em, uh, betting away. He has one hacker man in his ear via like earpiece, uh, feeding him information. The the one guy, like the lead guy at the table, is immediately kind of sus and he's like challenging him on the information that he's giving he's being like oh hey so you say you say you're this with this company um how did you fix the uh you did a really good job making that blah blah and uh 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 hacker hack garth uses garth his hacker. like superpowers garth hacker garth hacker yeah. will yeah. be all like i'm on it um that company is they make uh air conditioners for like bomber units b-52s yeah which is a weirdly specific thing yeah but (laughs) that's the company that you you'd think they'd research their own role before you'd think yeah (laughs) coming in here (laughs) um but the the older guy he's pretending to be a bartender and he's looking over the other people's shoulders and giving clear clear like these guys are not oceans 11 clear signs right like he goes <coughs> and right. like to, to to let his buddy know to fold and it's like oh man you guys are bad at this you guys suck <laughs> and they do kind of because like the 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 like the main dude at the table is like Oh yeah, uh uh how did you fix the the problem with the blah did you blah? fix the problem with the delamination Oh, and they're like, oh, you one, you got a fold, dude. Because the, the hacker guy's looking at the odds of him winning. Right. And so he's like, one, you got a fold, you're in too deep. And like, two, I'm not finding anything on delamination. You got to make something up. So instead of doing the logical thing and going, what what, what do you what mean you about delamination? About? Yeah. He makes up something about, oh, uh, you know, we outsourced it to the Japanese and um, you know, like charged them uh three times as much as we would have paid in-house, blah, blah, yeah, we, blah, you know. We, we, we outsourced them to the Japanese and we triple-billed the U.S. government for it or something like that. That's exactly, yeah. 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 And then very quickly, um, he loses the hand in poker. So they lose like, what, three grand? Something like that? Three grand, yeah. And, and the, um, the, then they're immediately caught. He's like, yeah. I made that up, you fool. Yeah. They're caught you get, kicked out. You should get good. Yeah. And uh, they kind of retreat back to their hotel room with their their tail between their legs. Right. And it's like, none of you were good in this situation, except maybe Hacker Man. Garth Hacker. And it it sucks because, like, the way the episode opened, and especially me, like, going into this, like, I've watched the X-Files before. I haven't watched the X-Files in many, many years. Same. Um, I also did not follow the X-Files, so I just caught, like, a random episode here and there. Yeah, yeah, same. So going into this episode, I was actually kind of rooting for them. Yeah, right? But it's also more human. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Because they can fail that hard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so like the the gist of the rest of the episode is like um susan modeski yeah susan modeski so uh uh main uh god what is his name like the the good looking of the the three (laughs) yeah okay so uh so byers is doing this uh because and they have like a little bit of a disagreement because uh 
uh, Byers is looking for this woman named Susan Badesky who went missing like 10 years ago. And they're like, well, we keep, we keep coming to all of these, like, uh, all of these conventions and she's never there. She's never here. So like, what are we doing? Um, He's hoping the reason he's hoping to find Susan Modeski is because the last time uh, one, he was close with her, uh, but two, she was pulled into a van and disappeared. Right. Yeah. And wouldn't um, you know it? His hunch has been right after 10 years of coming to the stupid con and they try to pay the bills by like being hacktivists, right? Infiltrating, getting information to expose government, um, um, to expose corrupt parts of the government, right? Um, right? But it's really like Siege just said, it's really so that maybe he can get a glimpse or find some information about Susan Medeski. Um, and once you know it, he just sees her walking around. She's mm-hmm. just walking, walking about. Uh, they, they, they quickly get interrupted by whatever they're doing. They they get inter- interrupted oh, by this like <laughs> this group of other nerds, which I found hysterical because to me this is like, and I've seen this happen <laughs> when you have nerds. These other nerds are worse. When, when you have other nerds <laughs> who are worse nerds than <laughs> than like another group of nerds the lone gunmen are cool compared to these guys but they're still better they're still better at being shit lords toward them toward the slightly cooler nerds it's the like thing that the i've trope. seen it, it is a trope but it's a thing that i've seen happen oh in real life yeah and so basically yeah. these guys come in and they're kind of like the more elitist like oh like huh, you guys find anything did you guys find anything? Oh yeah, we got tons of leads. In fact, we got information that could blah blah blah. And the older one of the group is like, "You guys got nothing." And they all kind of look at each other. Yeah, we got nothing. We <laughs> got nothing too. And it, they point to um, hyper nerd, the one that's like gatekeeping, the one who's like, <laughs> "I'm a better conspiracy theorist than you guys." He's wearing a shirt that says like government lackey or some uh, it? a patsy i think government patsy patsy yeah, yeah. And, and they even like... point out a shirt they're like yeah you're infiltrating a lot of groups with that shirt and he's like hey man this shirt's about standing up for something yeah yeah and the the the, the graphic on the <laughs> shirt i think is like a person uh in a like like a, a sniper like bullseye like targeting type thing yeah. And it says government patsy on it. Yeah. Someone about about to get sniped. And Which uh one of the dudes that fore- he has hang- foreshadowing. <laughs> it is. It is foreshadowing very much. <laughs> one of the dudes that he has hanging out behind him is um uh I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but he played Doc He played ended up going on to play Dr. Flox in Star Trek Enterprise. Which Oh shit. That's uh, that's how fav- you know him. Favorite character in that entire series. Oh shit! And uh, <laughs> well, I rewatched go. I rewatched through the first season of Enterprise recently. Um, also, Enterprise better Star Trek series than people give it credit for. That that show that shows shows kind of uneven, but like just Enterprise, yeah. Enterprise. If you go back and watch like 
literally fucking any Star Trek series. And listeners, I am a Star Trek fan. Um, but if you watch any Star Trek series, they're all pretty uneven. Like, uncoupled your nostalgia a little bit. Like, they're all pretty uneven shows. <laughs> like, the first couple of seasons of Next Generation are trash. Like, how so, dare you? <laughs> so go back, watch Enterprise. Enterprise, actually, pretty decent show. Well, there you go. Yeah. And so, you know uh, who loves Star Trek more than you? All of these characters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. And they have they'll have things to say about you saying Enterprise is good. <laughs> um so what even gist? exist then? They decide <laughs> they decide to like team up s- somewhat and get like um uh, right because Byers like he's been banned. Uh the security guards like know what he looks like. Yeah, and Byers is trying to figure out who the guy is that made him, basically. Yeah. And uh, uh, Byers wants to get into his room to figure out, like, what his deal is. And, like, the the head, like, government patsy, the guy in the government patsy shirt, like, the, the head nerd, basically, is like, oh, oh, I could get in that room, no problem. And, uh, like, the the lone gunman are like, uh, well, we can't. And he's like, oh, well, I can. And they're like, this is important. Like, can't, if you can truly get in there, like, we need to get in there. And he's like, well, okay. I suppose you need my expertise. Yeah. And then, and then after that, and he we, does help them. He does help them, but, like, the way he helps them is, like, he very, very, very awkwardly, like, crawls through a vent, like, John McClane style. I love it. Like, like he's to not... To film something that's happening with a with a hand quarter. Um, yeah. That's happening in some sort of um, meeting. Yeah, yeah. Like, this dude is not fucking fucking solid snake here like he thinks he he's is. trying to be or sam fisher he's trying <laughs> but he's not uh and he ends up finding out that his um his nerd buddy is in the um conference and he's like what the fuck so like imagine you're like you know your your hacker your like conspiracy theory friend is in some in a suit like at some like government right like he's got a secret life and he's like holy shit and he backtracks because he thinks his friend almost sees him and he's pulled out of the vent by like government goons yeah yeah and uh his uh secret agent buddy uh dr flocks shows up and he's like oh you just couldn't keep your nose out of this huh well you'll make a perfect fall man perfect guinea pig no, no, man. Oh, I knew I was right. Oh, I knew it. It's brainwashing, bro. And yeah, and uh, he makes he makes a comment about his shirt too. He's like, he's like, oh, it's a pity, and he like taps on his shirt or something like that. And he's, he's like, like, what's this? And then he looks down and goes, yeah, and flexes his nose. <laughs> Got you, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks no, like you, it looks like you were right. <laughs> yeah, looks like you were right. You will be a government patsy after all. 
and he takes out a syringe gun and shoots yeah. him in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Shoots him in the neck with something. And then immediately we, uh, if I recall correctly, we cut to uh, him like leaping in front of a bus and getting run over. Yep. Uh, and this some, is when it starts getting deep. Go ahead. At some point, uh, actually, at some point just prior to this, uh, we had a bit where the lone gunman uh, called call? up. Yeah, yeah. Called up Scully in the middle of the night and faked Mulder's voice using computers because way this ahead was of at, its time, by the way, way ahead of its time. And I was just going to say this was at a time in movies and TV when most people didn't understand what computers could and couldn't do. So you could basically write computers doing anything. <laughs> Like if you go back and watch like especially shit in like the the 80s and 90s and early 2000s like the stuff that like in movies and TV that writers would write compute the the capabilities of computers were way beyond anything that like at times we can even do now but nowadays we look at it and are like we're like, what? That's fucking stupid. But back in like 1999, people were like, yeah, that's some computer shit right there. That's like super <laughs> hacker stuff. <laughs> or maybe there were people that knew it was BS. Well, there there, there were always people who yeah. knew it was BS. I'm talking about like the masses in general. Yeah. Well, most people in the Casual 90s, audiences. maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like most people in the 90s didn't have a computer a personal computer like a family no. computer until the late 90s yeah totally yeah if if that like early 2000s yeah like i feel like early 90s mid 90s nobody i knew had a computer and no. then like 98 99 is when all my friends suddenly started having computers yeah and let and me tell one you one kid in your class who could like burn cds was the hottest shit ever uh, <laughs> i was that kid Nice. Charging people <laughs> ten bucks per CD. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I did from like probably like '99 to 2003 was I burned CDs for people nice. for like ten bucks a pop. Someone's got to. <laughs> so they fake um, Agent Mulder's voice, and it's like just come, and you can kind of tell it's not him. But she's in the middle of the night. She was sleeping. She's like, huh, what? And it's just like, oh, just come here, Scully. We have to talk in person. It's easier to explain. I don't want to talk over phone. And she's like, right. okay. And so she drops everything and goes to, oh, and they bring up, well, what if he call she calls him back? And he's like, impossible. I rerouted her local blah, blah, blah. So that if she calls his number, it will call <laughs> us. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Bring all the bases. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she gets there and she kind of arrives right when the guy gets hit, doesn't she? She does. She's kind yeah. of like out of the way, government agent, and like checks his pulse. And uh, they pull her away and she's like, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, we got a lot to talk about. And she humors them and she's like, but but where's Mulder? And it's like, oh, uh, he he's coming. Oh, don't worry. He's there. He's here. <laughs> he, he's really busy, though. He's busy doing uh, FBI stuff. <laughs> uh, so what's going on here? They fill her in on the plan. They let her know what's going on. They're like, brainwashing, man. He'd never kill himself. 
Right, right. And so, um, uh, uh, Dar- uh, Garth Hacker and her, like, go to, uh, perform an autopsy on the body and she's like yeah out of all people the hacker's like i want to be there too man what did he lend to this scene just to uh, give her someone to talk to bounce off of during that scene i uh, guess basically to be a a joke in that yeah he, oh right the joke is he, that he, he, he was yeah he was someone to be there to get sick because he can't handle it he can't handle and then blood. run out of the room and so he leaves her alone so she can be right. ambushed by Dr. Flox and injected herself. And then we get like fucking party time Scully. She wakes this. up and she's like, oh, well, that's that. And he's like, what do you mean that's that? She's like, nothing. Cause of death is getting hit by a bus. Cutie. And she's I, I think she's like, like she's, uh, yeah, she's, I think she's like, cause of death is like, beep, and then she. And then she like smacks her hands together. Yeah. And um, it's one, of, it's another uh, TV trope to be all like, oh, that's weird. Um, Dana Scully's acting a little weird. Oh, well, not only is she acting weird, she's never acted like this ever, even once. And you'd think Garth Hacker would, would pick to be that fair. Up. They probably don't. They probably don't hang out with her on the regular. Oh, it's different as a viewer. Yeah, yeah. Who, who sees her every, every like episode. If Mulder, right, right? Like if Mulder saw her acting like that, he would be like, oh, God, Dana, what's wrong with you? He'd be like, somebody drugged her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and indeed, it's like somebody slipped her a Mickey or something like that because she's super flirty and ditzy. And yeah, we, we get a, a scene. scene. We, we get a scene where she is like at a bar with like, a part cigarette. of the casino yeah yeah in the casino uh so she has like a cigarette and or someone gives her a cigarette and she's like being like really like fun flirty, and flirty <laughs> toward <laughs> everyone and jokes. she just has like a group of like middle-aged men like just surrounding her laughing them, at all of her jokes one of them being the guy who would later go on to play uh 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 um uh howard Howard in uh, Better Call Saul, uh, Jimmy Saul, oh, Saul weird. Goodman, uh, Jimmy's random. older brother. There's a lot of crossover between Breaking well, well, Bad. And... Well, well not, not super random because, I mean, oh. this episode was written by Vince Gilligan. Fair. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and but... my, my favorite part of this whole like ditzy, she's flirting with everyone, everyone's laughing at her. She's like, oh, does anyone have a light? And like 15 dudes immediately pull out their lighters. Oh. And when I watched that, I actually, listeners, I, I messaged Cal immediately, and I was like, lol, this smoking scene is a gangbang waiting to happen. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's just... <laughs> and she's all like, man, she's... I... Okay, so, in real life, right... I feel really bad for Agent Scully, and it's just like, oh, thank God um, the older dude of the uh the lone gunman like is like she's government agent dana scully get get back you scavengers you can be arrested just for talking to her come on get out of here and he actually saves her and brings her back to the group yeah good on him but um but i knowing that this is a uh episode and they're all acting ditzy scully okay so irl (laughs) this kind of scenario like 
definitely don't take advantage of a woman in that kind of state. But as a bit, a comedic, a bit that is in, intended to be comedic on television. Like, <laughs> this is fun. It's fun, yeah. <laughs> and nothing also, bad. Also, kudos comes to the actress. It. Forgot how she, she's got some acting chops. Right. Because she never plays this kind of character on the show. So yeah, for her no, to be like flirty and like giggly, literally the opposite of her like character and this like dumb ditzy like lady um is it was it was fun <laughs> yep yeah, but she right. saved and um so buyers ends up uh running in actually running into susan what was her name suzanne susan modesky, modesky. Su- susan modesky. susan modesky yeah so he ends up like spotting her and he uh uh, tracks her down, finds out that she is uh, staying in the same room with the dude that uh, made him at the poker game. Mm-hmm. And is convinced uh, that she's brainwashed. It, yeah, is convinced that she's been brainwashed. So he actually like confronts her and she's like, no, no, I'm not brainwashed. Not at all. Uh, the, this man is my fiance. We're going to get married. And he's like, no, how could you? Like, I saw you get kidnapped. 10 years ago like and she's like well i did get kidnapped but he What's actually happened since then what's happened since then you know it's been 10 years you know we we we've all grown as people you know sometimes like sometimes things just don't work out you know and it turns out he saved her from whatever bullshit was happening to her right her, her um uh, fiance Right. He, he's the man on the inside, but he also pulled her or saved her from whatever stuff was happening to her. So he's right. a good guy, you know, but uh, Bios doesn't believe it. And uh, then some Mission Impossible shenanigans come about. Uh, this yeah. time, instead of crawling through vents, um, we get uh, homeboy's name, uh, Langley, right? Um Sorry, no, the older guy, um, Freud. Well, um, uh, when I made the joke earlier about Langley, Langley is where um, uh, FBI headquarters is. Langley is a city. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got, I got you now. I got okay. you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So earlier, when you when you mentioned about like FBI guy, I was like Langley. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Freud is kind of like I only know that because I've watched like. Um, I've watched so many like espionage shows over the past like 20 years. Yeah. So oh, what, what happens here? Um, oh, he's dressed like a, I don't know where this guy gets all of his like costumes, but he's dressed like a maintenance guy and he's going to go use um, like a card duper, like frequency kind of like magnetic doohickey thing to get in. But there's like a, a housekeeper who beats him to it. I don't know why that scene is included. Maybe to cut back and forth between different scenes, but eventually housekeeping leaves and he lets himself into the room later with his like hacking magnetic device. And we get a weird scene where he creeps on her. I ended up accidentally just freeze framing on the shot of Scully with this like stone Scully. Uh, with the the cigarette right. hanging out of her mouth, with like the dudes with the 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 lit, 
that's a good in front of her face one. i think i'm gonna make that the episode art for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah where uh, was that what's the timestamp uh, for that uh what was that that was oh there we go uh, about 31 minutes inwards 3105 or something around like 3127 <laughs> on Disney Plus on the correct Whoa. episode yeah what does she say I can't decide who lights my fire yeah yeah well well yeah I just can't decide who lights my fire so um what ends up happening is she's kind of playing honestly like she's been drugged um one yeah. thing I will say, as someone who has partaken in a number of mind-altering substances in their day, um, including alcohol and drugs, uh, she's playing this more really drunk than being someone who's been drugged. Dr yeah. She's playing this drunk. Like she's really, playing really like drunk. a drunk ditzy chick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what ends up happening is... Um, there's a scene where Freud is spying on Modeski as she's like getting changed. Um, and he's like, ooh, pretty lady. And he kind of spies on her a little bit. Um, and then when he's making his exit, he must escape via a vent. There's a lot of spy shenanigans and, and um, something to yeah. do with crawling through vents. But he finds somebody else's cam device in there. Right. So someone else from earlier has been spying on them. We cut to Byers. Byers and Modeski finally talk in, in private. And that's when um, Freud, all the scenes come together now. And Susan Modeski is with the lone gunman and Scully's there. So they're mm -hmm. all in one um, hotel room now. Yeah. And immediately. Yeah, and Medeski figures out what's going on with Scully, and she's able Thankfully, to like yeah. come up with like an antidote, and comes up with an antidote. Yeah, and and the reason she has an antidote is because her and her fiance worked on this brainwashing shenanigans, right? And they should be the only ones with it, right? Because they're the only ones with the antidote, and they're the only ones with like the serum. Yeah, and it's she explains that it's a drug that opens people up to like extreme suggestions, so. Um, and then the, the rest of the lone gunmen put it together that, oh, a uh, super nerd from earlier, like, injected with it, he could be told to just throw himself in front of a bus. Yeah, and if you're not, like, given orders, you're just kind of in, like, this passive, like, state. Right. So you either get, you're, you're just kind of giggly. It's like uh, laughing gas, I think they mentioned it's similar yeah. to. You're just kind of, like, not there. Yeah. How does um, Garth Hacker get grabbed again? Because he gets grabbed by the bad guys, right? I don't remember. I watched this two days ago. Oh, gotcha. This is my favorite part, right? Okay, so um, because the guy's dead, his fellow like nerd, nerd friend, who we know is a bad guy, right? right. Um, he's like, hey, guys. Because they're just kind of like sad playing slot machines, trying to figure out what to do. We're jumping mm -hmm. all over the episode, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. 
Yeah. Um, they're like, hey, we're gonna have a Dungeons and Dragons like memorial game. You guys gonna? Oh be yeah, yeah, right. And Garth Hacker is like, I can't remember his character's name, but he's like, is like Cronar, like the brave. Um, Cronar the brave shall shall honor his name. I'm gonna be there. And then Afroik is like, uh, yeah, have fun with that, kids. So immediately when I saw this the other day, I'm wondering, and I say this as someone who is not a D&D player, but like I know enough about it to understand what it's all about. Yeah. To me, I'm like, can you just randomly jump into a D&D game like that? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's never been my experience with D&D. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, some people have okay. their character sheets with them. You can de-level them to match a party if you're really dedicated to one character. Um, it could be that they have pre-made characters up there. Yeah. All yeah. right. But um, it depends on how good the you are at improvising or preparing. Um, I could improvise a D&D game at any given time. Could literally just give out characters, tell them their backstories, tell them well you know okay. their classes well, so if i can do it these nerds can. well <laughs> apparently nerds can do it. apparently i don't know what i'm talking about then <laughs> yeah and in fact i uh, run a, a game and i'm part of a game I'm, right. I mostly just improvise everything that's my uh superpower uh, add no preparation just improvise everything you'll be fine like this podcast exactly see and, and every other podcast we do that's right. <laughs> um, but it turns out I don't get to see Garth Hacker participate in the Joys of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Memorial Dungeons and Dragons game. Uh, there are government goons in there and they grab him. And he's like, oh, man. And wouldn't you know it, they, they inject him with something and reprogram him. And then suddenly I thought he cut his hair for the episode. He just has it tied back in a ponytail. Right, but like yeah, very... yeah, we we cut to this like, um, like uh, not board meeting, but like um, conference, like, oh, conference, yeah, yeah. So a bunch of people sitting in a crowd in a like boardroom in uh, the casino. Uh, uh, Modeski, is that her yeah. name? Modeski, yeah, Modeski, yeah, Susan so Modeski. Susan Medeski and uh, her uh, her beau, her fiance are like are up on, are, yeah they're they're up on stage there, and uh, uh, Scully is trying to get in and like there's this big like security guard dude being like oh you're not on the list basically and she's like, like but I'm FBI but I'm FBI and, and he's, he's like, like well you're not on the list tough shit lady she's like but I'm a doctor and he's like. <laughs> like he's right. he's not letting her in yeah playing the world's uh smallest violin um i, I kind of dig um brainwashed um <laughs> i kind of dig brainwashed um uh, Langley. yeah so garth hacker is in there and he like stands up pulls out a gun and fires off some rounds and seemingly fucking kills modeski like boom, three shots. And there's a shot where it shows him being like given his orders. Right. This is very I, I forgot how X-Files was like absolutely shameless about being like government conspiracies, brainwatch, corporations, like 
it's deep in it. And basically, yeah, um, we get to watch him walk out, pull out a gun, one, two, three, awesome. blast her three times and walk away. Uh, on that note, uh, so when I watched these episodes the other day, this one and uh, unintentionally the the baseball episode, yeah. which uh, uh, I'm going to say I liked it more than this one, but this episode was fine. This is, I, 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 I liked really the like the lone gunman. Yeah. So uh, this is a fun one, but. But the, uh, the, the intro to the show, the boom, 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 boom. With like the like static shots of like uh like low res like UFO footage and whatnot. And like a silhouette of like a person like falling down. Um it and it's just because like it's a thing that like conspiracy theorists on YouTube videos like QAnon type shit, like they use this kind of imagery now. They do. So when I was like going back to this, like watching it like 20 plus years later, I'm like, all it is, like, all it's making me think of is like fucking like QAnon videos or like 9-11. I haven't seen any. Or like 9-11 truther <laughs> videos. That kind of shit, you know? I, I watched the cool conspiracy stuff. I watched stuff like, you know, like ancient Sumerian, like, alien blooded like rulers and um <laughs> uh the occult um like practices of the nazis and magic and mysticism and just stupid shit like like that i don't like watch um uh like fanatical like you know QAnon like stuff uh, i've watched like one dude's like flat earth like video but his like science was kind of I, not there. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna. That's. You could say that about all of those sorts of videos, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion. Yes. Yeah, but. Uh, anyway, so Scully yeah, what's barges the, what's in. What's the anyways? Oh, she barges in and she's like, "I'm a doctor." <laughs> she barges in and is like, "I'm a doctor." Damn it! She's someone dead, is Jim. like, someone is like, "Is there a doctor in the house?" And she's like, "I'm a doctor." barges in and because of the like, gunshots the uh the security guard and scully both run into the room right yeah 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 and, so uh, they she's like the bot the body out really quickly yeah she's like she's dead all right well let's uh get this trash out of here throw in their compactor you know throw in the and, compost and um i think it's like uh Freuk and buyers are like the the med crew that like yeah, yeah, they are, and like take her yeah, out. And I'm like, Wait they're a the e they're the EMTs, but they come in looking like fucking janitors, like straight up. Like they don't even look like EMTs. They Mis look like misdirection. Yeah, yeah, they they look like because well, no, and it's not even that. It's just like when they come in, like with the stretcher and everything, they don't look like EMTs. They look they more look like Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, they look like Ghostbusters <laughs> or like or like janitors or. Custodian That's their kind of, of sort. professional looking, like generic, um, uh, like disguise. They didn't have EMT disguises on them, but they had like, you know, generic professional disguise. Right. It's kind of like how you can get in almost anywhere if you have a Visi vest. Right. If you wear a Visi vest and act like you belong, you can get anywhere. <laughs> the power of confidence, my friend.
and indeed they wheel her away and um it's revealed uh that susan modeski was not shot yep she wasn't it was shot. all a setup they bring her fiance in and uh she confronts like, him she confronts him she's like let me talk to him and uh buyers and the other lone gunmen are like or like, wait, do you need us here? And she's like, no, I'll be fine. Give us the room. And so they I'll fuck off. I'll be fine. Off. I'll be fine. So they fuck off. And she's like, Bruh. I knew. <laughs> Bro, I knew it was you, Fredo. I knew it was you. And she's you like, broke my you heart, Fredo. <laughs> you broke my heart. And then she grabs it. You're tearing him. me apart. <laughs> and then she grabs him and like kisses either cheek. And is like, let's go, let's let's go on a fishing trip out on the lake, just me and you. <laughs> but she basically, she's like, I know it was you who was trying to kill me, so why would you do that? And he's like, Well, I had no choice. Uh, it's what they wanted. They wanted you dead. And she's like, But you saved me. So why why now? And he's like, Because now they're gonna kill me, bitch. So what do you want from me? She's like, huh, well, I see how it is. Because they had planned on going public with the, the info. And I guess right. they had caught wind and were like, hey, give us all of the... Um... And the reason she was suspicious of him and this whole setup even happened was because only her and her fiance had the intel so uh, of how to make the serum. So how did someone else get it? Well, if you didn't tell and only one right. other person knows... Than it had to be her fiance. I'm kind of wondering what kind of like super chemists they are, though, to make this serum. Like the like like you know work for like uh, Umbrella Corp kind of yeah, levels yeah. of scientist, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and oh, what happens? Oh, um, fake nerd, a government government dude. Yeah, Doctor uh, Flox. He's there. He just comes out of nowhere yeah and he's he like shows up hey fuck you guys and he shoots uh fiance dude yeah and he he's gonna shoot uh uh suzanne susan susan Medeski. susan right i don't know why i keep fucking her name up but he's gonna shoot her and then uh uh what happens who barges in is it scully scully barges in he takes her oh right okay so right, he takes he's her taking her hostage he takes her hostage and then he goes into the lone gunman's uh hotel room right right okay to take everyone out Cl clean house if we're gonna use um poker <laughs> uh symbolism here yeah yeah so he some shit goes down they he, like he fight. pistol whips buyers um he's gonna shoot them all because Byers rushes him. He's like, no, not not Susan. I, I've been saving my V card. <laughs> uh, he used to have a life before all of this, but I've, I've been saving myself for her. And um, I was gonna, out of all of them, Byers is the one who doesn't have the V card. I doesn't have the B card. The V card. The V card. <laughs> what about yeah, the other yeah. two? That that the older guy looks like he fucked in the 70s. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, so what happens? Probably doing a lot of acid. Something. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, 
that's how you free your mind man yeah, okay he, so so dr flox is like holding a gun to them and he mentions he's like uh uh you, you something akin to like you know the uh best reason for for killing you is i don't have to pretend like i'm one of you anymore right. so he just he just hated playing like a fucking like awkward nerd this double agent pretending to be like a um a conspiracy anti-government like nerd yeah 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 um but then he gets Byers taken... is on the ground and he shoots stabs he, him in the he, leg with the he he stabs him with like the the vial of this like super truth serum the syringe syringe gun yeah the the brainwashing serum yeah yeah the brainwashing serum and even uh, if you're stabbed in the leg apparently apparently it immediately hits you that was something that I thought about when I was watching this the other day. I'm like, okay, so motherfuckers, I've played Me M Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> I know that when you shoot a guard in the head with a trank dart, they pass out immediately. When you shoot them in the ankle, it takes a, like, a, a good minute or so before they pass out. And so I'm using that as my basis for how shit actually works in the real world. So I'm just saying this guy shouldn't have gone down that fast, but he did. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah. I, I actually brought up some medical studies and stuff like that to track how fast it goes through your, um, even if he hit a direct artery, uh, which, by the way, he didn't. He just pierced the surface of his leg. Right. Uh, the reason yeah, he got, him, he got him in the ankle. Yeah. Yeah. The reason um, they aim for the uh, uh, the the jugular or the uh, carotid um, is because it goes directly to goes your to heart the and then to your brain. Yeah, it goes to the brain faster. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it's been on the jugular up till now. It made more sense if it was on the carotid artery, but whatever. Uh, but basically, in the neck hits your head faster but no right ankles just fine bro <laughs> so this stuff is potent more potent than the t-virus um, so what happens here um they they do something seedy me correct me if i'm wrong um when he's brainwashed they program him to confess to the murders of one sorry the fake dead people one, um, Medeski's fiance, and two, shooting Medeski. So they pin it all on this guy by brainwashing him. He's arrested and he's on record for like um, um, uh, admitting um, yeah, uh, fault. Right. Confessing. There we go. And it's in the newspaper and everything. So not only did they save the day and they stopped the bad guy, Susan Medeski gets a new lease on life because um, she her death is faked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we have a bit of an epilogue here where um, where uh, 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 Byers is telling Medeski this, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, Susan Medeski is dead. Like, you're now blah blah. You're free." And she's like, "Come with me." Uh, kudos to the actor because when she's like hey come with me he, he he's basically like what 
I'd love that. But I got to take these motherfuckers down. I can't just run my whole life. And you know what? A lesser man would have just taken the pussy and ran, dude. So so kudos to you. He's like, you know what? Maybe some, and, and what does she say? Um, she, it's, it's not word for word, but she's basically like, oh, I'll be waiting for you. No, 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 no. Don't make him wait. You're not wait, going to be waiting for him. D- d- don't pretend you're going to get remarried. Don't tell him that. Don't yeah, you, secure his celibacy for the next 10 years. You didn't you wait kiss last him time, on the cheek. Yeah, yeah. Kissing, kiss him on the cheek and be like, you know what? Slay as much pussy as possible. If we ever meet. <laughs> If we ever meet up again, like we'll see where we're at in life and maybe things will happen. I wish you the best of luck. No, they, she's like, wait for me. Wait for me, Bias. <laughs> I'll, I mean, like, I'll be waiting for you. No, la- like last time, like 10 years ago, she was like, like she got, she got kidnapped, but then she ended up like shacking up the dude who like kidnapped her. Presumably he's been celibate this whole time. And she was, like, telling him, like, oh, she told Byers, like, oh, I wish it was you who had taken me away. But it's like... (laughs) Don't lead this guy on for another (laughs) 10 years. 20 years, this guy isn't getting his dick sucked. (laughs) But she does that again. She's like, wait for me, Byers. I'll be in the countryside in our favorite cottage. I won't give myself to any other man. Hurry home, dear. In that cottage. <laughs> in that just just in that cottage. Just in that cottage. And I'm like, oh, don't tell him that. Right. Now bro's gonna be celibate another 10 years. And he's gonna find you again and he'll be like, I did it. I took down the government, and you're gonna have like three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Twice divorced. Like, don't don't do that I, to my man here. Oh, this is awkward. Uh yeah, so I I kind of I kind of got this family thing going on. Like I'm a single mom, but you know I've got uh, I got two ex husbands, and they they kind of take care of me. And oh, this is Roger right here. He's the uh, uh, he's he's the pool boy. You don't have a pool. Well, he's someone's pool boy. But we definitely go for a splash when we're together. If you know what I'm saying. So if you're ready to walk into that. <laughs> yeah. Splash, uh, splash. He was taking a bath. This guy's got to move on. Yeah. I'm and just saying, I, bro. I, I, I think the final bit of the episode was Scully, like, calling up Mulder and being like, hey, where the fuck are you? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you called me to Vegas. And he's like, no, I didn't. And she's, and she's like, like those nerds in a very that's actually a very like sitcom way to end the episode. <laughs> Cue laugh track, <laughs> hands on the side of the hips, like a like a I love Lucy skit. Or or she just like throws like she throws her arms up in the air and makes like an exaggerated expression, and it freeze frames and is like executive producers, blah blah. <laughs> Seinfeld episode, boo ba doo boo boo doo ba doo doo. and i i I, i'm fine with that ending yeah i dig it's it's just it to me it's surprisingly sitcom sitcom sitcommy it is (laughs) Mulder's like but i'm not in vegas (laughs) 
Son of a. And and that's it, folks. Anyway, yeah, that that was. Uh, this this is fun. <laughs> I so forgot fun. that the episodes were so long. I forgot they were so, so many long, years. and I yeah. forgot that some of the episodes of the show were actually pretty lighthearted, like heavy, but also lighthearted at times. Yeah, like this is heavy, but there's still nerd antics, and there's still like sitcom things, like the freaking like fifteen dudes pulling their lighters out, like at the ready. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and the Christ. ending. Yeah. Um. The the Mission Impossible schemes that these guys get up to. It was a joy. Yeah, it was a joy. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, also, what was uh, not as much fun, but was genuinely really good, was the episode that follows this, the baseball episode, uh, I think called The Unnatural, is the name of the okay. episode. Uh, really, really good episode. I highly recommend that. I enjoyed it more than this, but the tone of the two episodes is quite different. Yeah, it's the, it's that, the tone. That, this is like Mission Impossible... That that episode is much more sentimental and heartfelt, and um, actually cried at one point in that episode. Actually, oh, I'll have to check it out. So, highly recommended. Uh, so that was episode one thirty seven of uh, the X Files, uh, three of a kind. Uh, big thank you to Lewis for pitching that show to us. Uh, as I mentioned, this is Patreon month, so. Uh, We'll be back next week with another Patreon-sponsored episode. And what do we have coming up next? We have our twenty uh, a show pitched to us from our $25 patron, Kay. Big, Hello, big, Kay. big, huge, huge even with a Y. Shout out to her. Uh, she pitched us. Well, originally she pitched us uh, Murdoch Mysteries, and then it occurred to me... We were both kind of stoked for that. <laughs> I was kind of stoked for that, but then yeah. it occurred to me uh, very recently that... Oh wait, Murdoch Mysteries is still going, so it doesn't count. So right? I reached out to her and was like, "Hey, we really wanted to talk about Murdoch Mysteries, but Murdoch Mysteries is still going, so it doesn't really fit the bill. So, do you have another suggestion?" She's like, "Oh, what about Ruby Gloom? Show I'd never heard of." Um, I think I've seen fan art before. I've heard of the show because <laughs> I'm like, these characters seem familiar. But how? But how? But how? But why? But why? (laughs) So here we go. Ruby Gloom is a Canadian animated television series based on the mighty fine apparel line of the same same name created by illustrator Martin Sue. Uh, That is a new one for me. We have reviewed a number of shows on this and various other podcasts that we do uh based on toys i have never heard of a show based on a uh clothing line before right i'm kind of interested uh so ruby gloom lasted for a total of 40 episodes so we're gonna go to our favorite website numbergenerator.org I really got to reach out to them and ask them for a some kind of sponsorship or something. I'm like, we're we're bringing you all the views. Guys. They'll reply to you and they'll reply to you in Mandarin. <laughs> and I'm telling you to f off. 
Mandarin or like uh, Russian <laughs> or like uh, 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 some Middle, Middle Eastern language, like Hindi or yeah, something like that. Arabic. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're at uh, numbergenerator.org. Uh, random numbers between one and 40. Here we go. Start. Thirty-six. What was episode thirty-six? Uh, that was season three, the final season, episode ten. Frank and Len unplugged. All right. All right. I have confirmed that this show is available to stream on something. I can't remember what it is, but it is available. So it's we're, somewhere. It, it's somewhere. God damn it. Uh, so we'll be back next week with that. Uh, if you want to get in on sponsoring a show for this podcast, go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Lazercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're at the $10 and up tier. You can do just that. Uh, starting at the $5 and up tier, however, uh, you also get uh, hours each and every week of a bonus preamble audio where we kind of just shoot the shit and talk. And it's kind of a, uh, before we start recording the episodes proper, it's kind of a peek behind the curtain, so to speak. Of, Darkest secrets. Of uh, what we get up to before we we actually like put on our game faces, so to speak. Uh, you also get a monthly commentary track, uh, Too Much Commentary, which uh, hopefully we're going to be recording a new episode soon, of that soon. Uh, sometimes life gets in the way, though, so. And it's been the holidays, and yeah. Uh, soon, though, hopefully. Soon. I'm, I'm really hoping for Robocop or Highlander. I'm fine with either of those. Uh, it's my birthday month, uh, January. Uh, so, so you get to choose. <laughs> and uh, Robocop is my favorite movie of all time. So Robocop probably, it is. Probably going to go with that. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Patreon.com slash Lasercomb. Uh, social media, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Lasercomb. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. It's kind of the central hub for this and all of the other various shows that we do. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at Lasercomb. Not going to spell it for a third time because you've already heard it twice. Uh, Cal, you are also on Twitter. Yes. Indeed. Uh, Neo Cal, N E O underscore K A L. As I mentioned, we will be back with episode next week with episode 19 of Laser Cone Podcast, where we will be talking about the 36th episode overall of Ruby Gloom. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm Neo Cal. And until next week, thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. Bye. Take a trip.